Wow, we're back. Um, a month later, this is episode number eight. We're very excited to be here bringing you this, uh, everyone's favorite podcast, Our Little Talks. Um, I'm your host, and I have a co-host. Hello. And we're here. We're back. We're back. Uh, so two weeks ago, we decided to watch, um, we made it, I think on our last episode, we mentioned the Muppet Show mm-hmm. was coming out on Disney+. Plus. Is that correct? Did we talk about that? Um, I think was we it might mentioned? Have, we might have briefly mentioned it. It might have been mentioned. So what we had done a month ago was <laughs> we watched, when it was released, we watched, it wasn't quite a month ago, maybe like two or three weeks ago. Yeah, because it's still just the start of March. Yes, so. we had had, we had had, 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 we have owned the first three seasons on DVD for well over a decade and we were waiting for episode or season four to come out so the yeah. first thing we did was uh go to season four uh, season four has two of the um fan well i don't know fan favorites one is a fan favorite episode the other one is what i think is the best episode um so we watched it's your fan favorite. those two episodes the episodes we watched were episode one from season four, which is the episode with John Denver. And then we watched the episode from later in that season featuring the stars of Star Wars. Yay! Um, it's now billed as the stars of Star Wars um, slash Mark Hamill. Yeah. He was the main host, pretty much. but Yeah. Um, but should we? which one do you want to talk about first? We can talk about the John Denver one. Let's talk about the John Denver one first. All right. Since that one's your favorite. Um, yes, it, it was, it, it is my favorite, mm-hmm. um, and rightly so. There's, there, if there's any one person that fits in with the Muppets out of all the people that have been on the Muppet show and guest starred with them, it's John Denver. It's like the, the perfect fit for the type of, um, music and, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Vibe. Yeah, the Muppet vibe, I guess you would call it. <laughs> sort of the whimsy and the sweetness yeah. that's the required innocence. and the innocence the, to go in with the sort of the chaotic, fun-loving nature of the Muppets. It's John Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, and the show began with... Um, it, it begins with Waldorf coming in to the dressing room and telling John Denver, listen, you're a good kid, you're too good for this. And then John Denver says, I like working with the Muppets. And then Waldorf's like, there's no hope for you. And then he leaves. Yeah. Because um, then he's shocked that John Denver wants to actually appear on the Muppet show. Um, but it began with a, a version of the song, Why Can't We Be Friends? Mm-hmm. And if you remember, there was uh, it different, was Different armies. Yeah, different. It started off with different armies fighting from different parts of the world, like a French army and a British army, and then there's some Native Americans fighting. Um, there's some cowboys, cowboys yeah. and all that, and it's 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 a fun little. It's sort of a muppety. It's a very muppety thing. Unity. Yeah. yeah. Unity of all different uh, people from different places, uh, and by the end, they're all kicking their heels up together and singing, "Why yeah. can't we be friends?" Uh, so that part was good. Yeah, I liked that act. I um, thought it was good. Yes. Yeah. They, they they would do that a lot. With the they would have some pop song to kick off the show with, mm-hmm. um, and then they would, um, they would somehow act out the lyrics or take the lyrics and turn it into 
a different meaning. Though. Different meaning, yeah. Like, yeah. why can't we be friends? They did the song, um, for what it's worth. That's the one where there's a man with a gun over there. Stop, Tay, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going round. I don't remember that There's one. There's <laughs> a man with a gun over there. This isn't on the John Denver episode. I know, but... But I... what it turns out is it's a bunch of animals hiding from hunters. There's a oh, man okay. with a gun over there telling me I've got to beware. And then they'd hide and then the hunters come through firing their guns and stuff. And yeah. So they would just do things like that. Clever mm-hmm. little things like that. Yeah. Second part is... <laughs> Um, one of my favorite songs, written by a man named Dave Mallet, um, and it's a signature. It's a it's a per, it's a perfect Muppet Show song. It's called uh, Garden Song. Yeah, I really liked that one. I like that one, and um, it showed the creativity and the imagination of the Muppeteers that um, John Denver comes out singing about his garden. Um, he's planting the seeds and. Um, the the all the vegetables and plants are Muppets. They there's yeah, a cantaloupe and the flowers, and, the flowers. Single, and single you actually thing. they actually had plants that were growing up um, as the song is going. The the mup they they put a lot of effort into this thing, yeah. a lot of creativity. I thought it was really cool. I liked that one because it was like it was really pretty, just like visually. And yes. then the song is nice, and John Denver is a good singer, so. All mixed together. Yes. It was a very pleasant experience. Yes. He like, it's very I, relaxing. I yeah. Think. And again, he's the perfect, whimsical, charming, um, thoughtful Yeah. And you could tell that performer. he, throughout the episode, you could tell that he was genuinely having fun. Yes. There's, there is that scene later where, is he, who's he talking to? Is Miss it, Piggy, I think. Or is one where he talks to Gonzo. Gonzo wants him to, wants, because you know, John Denver's into nature and gardening, yeah. and he wants help with his mold garden. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you always point out that one thing that people do when they talk to the Muppets. Yeah, whenever they talk to the Muppets, they always, they'll, like, pet them on the head or, like, put their arm around them or rub their back or something. I just think it's interesting. Because yeah. it's, like, they're kind of like animals, but they're also personified, so it's, like, they're also people. Yes. So it's... They seem very alive. Yes, and you see that on Sesame Street as well as the Muppet Show. Little kids will, if they're talking to Grover or whatever, they'll pet his head or. Yeah. Um, they talk to they. It's like they come to life and you interact with them, and it's a genuine interaction. Interaction. Yeah. And especially in the case with the John Denver, um, he just he like you said he just seems to genuinely be having a good time. Yeah. And there's a scene later in the episode where he talks to Miss Piggy because they're going to be going. He's invited them to go on a camping trip back to Kermit's Swamp. <laughs> and uh, she freaks out about normally, stuff. You don't normally go camping in a swamp, do no, you? No, but it's the Muppets. So. <laughs> yeah. But he's, she's freaking out and crying, and then John Denver starts laughing, and it's a genuine laugh. Yeah. It's not like he's just acting. It wasn't like, scripted or anything. He's, yeah, he just actually started He laughing. was reacting... He was riffing off what Frank Oz was doing with yeah. Miss Piggy, and he begins uh, laughing. Mm-hmm. And it's a genuine, heartfelt, fun-loving yeah, laugh. Yeah, like, oh, that's nice. And that yeah. was charming, yeah. I believe is the word we're looking for here. And then there's the the last um, segment is uh, the song Grandma's Feather Bed. Mm-hmm. I like that one, too. Okay, me too. All right. Moving well, on. that's episode eight, everyone. Thanks for joining <laughs> us on this uh, discussion of the Muppet Show season four. We'll be back in another month and a half with uh, we don't know what we're we talking about. <laughs>
All right, yeah, the grandma's feather bed one is it's an um well, there was another one with three pigs. This was kind of weird. There's three pigs hiking up a mountain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the happy wanderer. And every time they sing the third part, something bad happens yeah, and they fall they off. Yeah, they fall. One of them so falls. So if there's anybody who's watching who lost a family member to mountain climbing accident, it probably wasn't a, or a, a pleasant or, experience to watch. Or a pet pig. Or a pet mountain, pig that died falling off a mountain. Experience. Yes. Yes. Um, oh, we forgot about the Swedish chef with the... Uh, <laughs> the squirrel the stew. squirrel stew yeah and then i think it ends with a a beaver chasing him with a meat cleaver I if i remember correctly. i don't remember i, I think remember something correctly. like that but that is one of the best that is one of the best episodes if not the best episode i always remember that episode because i think it was released around <sighs> Well, maybe it wasn't released around the time, but we had, were living in New Jersey and we were visiting uh, my grandparents either for a week or a weekend in Michigan. And the night we watched it was the night we were heading home. And so we watched the Muppet Show and then we got in the car, headed, because my dad liked to drive at night. And somewhere along I-80 in Ohio, we stopped at a travel plaza and woke up to go to the bathroom and my brother woke up he was singing garden song he was in his sleep by or... inch, row by row he just woke up singing it like he was mm. half asleep but that was the first thing that he was mm. so you you remember this it garden you have, you have memories attached yeah so to there's it. actual memories attached to some of these and that's one of them yeah charming little moment with my brother uh waking up in the back seat and singing that song i mean must have made that quite an impression on him that night yeah. Yeah. It's a catchy song. It's a catchy tune. Any more things you want to talk about with that episode in particular? Um. Uh, no. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. So then the second one that we watched, we watched more than one episode over this time, but these were the two that we watched with particular interest yeah. for um. This uh season, it was episode seventeen of that year was the other one we watched and that was the stars of star wars Mm -hmm. which was produced in january of 1980 so it was sort of a lead into the empire strikes back in fact uh, mark hamill during the episode is wearing his uh the sort of tan fatigues outfit that yeah i actually um, read an article about that because they were saying that was the first time that 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 outfit was ever seen was on that yes. episode of the Muppet Show, and it was interesting because they had him wearing it, and then um, Scooter had a picture of Mark Hamill on the wall of his bedroom in one scene, and it's a it's a uh, publicity shot of Mark Hamill pointing a blaster, a blaster yeah. towards the camera, wearing the fatigues they were called. Was that an unreleased um, it, publicity shot? It came or? out later. I remember seeing it, and and I think there's even like greeting card greeting cards <laughs> trading cards <laughs> with a picture of mark <laughs> that picture's on there um but the the premise of this episode is that um they've booked a a guest called agnes mcgonagall mm-hmm. um who uh his talent is he gargles gargles gershwin the he's agnes mcgonagall the argyle gargoyle who gargles gershwin gorgeously Mm-hmm. Um, and they do the scene where um, Scooter comes in through the door, and he's like, uh, "15 seconds." Agnes McGonagall, yeah. fifteen seconds. The curtain. 
Mr. McGonagall, ah, thank you, school time. <laughs> and then the wall explodes, and C-3PO, R2-D2, and Luke Skywalker walk through. And uh, C-3PO is like, where are we? And then Luke Skywalker's like, I don't know. It looks like some sort of comedy variety show planet. Yeah. And then Scooter's like, wait, those are the guys from Star Wars. It'll be way better. They'll be a much better host than you. And then he ushers the uh, gargling gargoyle out. Yeah. Um. And then there's a some shtick through the throughout the show that um, they keep saying you're Mark Hamill, and then he's like, no, that's he's my cousin. And then so then Luke Skywalker leaves, and then Mark Hamill comes in, um, in civilian clothes. And yeah. I think that was just a way to let him do the Luke Skywalker character, and also be, and himself. also like do some bad comedy as, as Mark <laughs> Hamill. <laughs> It, it was weird at first to see him in, like, normal people clothes, because I've never seen, like, young Mark Hamill in, in normal people clothes. Yeah. Only, I think I've seen, like, a couple, like, pictures from way back when, like, of him and Carrie Fisher. Right. But it was interesting, because I was like, I'm not used to seeing him in, in like, people clothes. Yeah. Because, like, I've seen him now in people clothes, but. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't, we saw him in thing in people clothes as you call them um <laughs> human being clothes as you call them um when we were younger because we'd see him in interviews and yeah, things but, I never... uh, but all you've ever seen mostly of him is either pictures from the original star wars trilogy or um uh, in the newer star wars films <laughs> yes so um and there's of course uh your you one of your favorite recurring sketches the Pigs in space. Pigs in space, <laughs> which you which you always get excited when that one comes out. Yeah. And in this one, they've uh, hijacked um, the Star Wars crew has hijacked the Swine Trek, which is the name of, <laughs> of their ship. And uh, uh, Miss Piggy sees Luke Skywalker's flying the ship as she yeah. comes in, and she says, "Ooh, Luke Skywalker! Yeah, one of the heavenly bodies or whatever." And then she leaves and comes back dressed as Princess Leia. Yeah. And then he's like looking at it. She's like, she keeps saying she's the princess. And he's looking at it like, put on a little weight or whatever. Yeah. And then she. There were people who were talking about how they weren't like upset by it or anything, but they were talking about how like on the Muppet show, they always like fat shame Miss Piggy. Yeah. They would fat <laughs> but shame also her. But she's a pig. So like, they're just saying like, because pigs, yeah, pigs are round. People just so. need to just chill out on some of that I don't, stuff. No one was upset. I don't think. Yeah. But. Um, and then it turns out that there's a villain named Darth Nader yeah. who's holding Chewbacca the Wookiee prisoner. And uh, Gonzo is Darth, um, Nader. Darth Nader. And we figure that out as he turns his helmet sideways so you he can see his, his nose. nose yeah. The world will never know or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there's this show started with Ramalama Ding Dong. I got a girl. Her name is Ramalama Ding Dong. I don't remember the. Who was singing it? I don't remember who was singing it. Was it like the jug band? Eh, I don't remember. I think it was a jug band. I don't remember. Then they do a Muppet News Flash of the National Sheepdog Trials, and I think he says (laughs) the sheepdogs were found innocent or something like that. And then uh, Agnes McGonagall sneaks onto stage, and he's like, all right, I'm going to gargle Gershwin while they're distracted or whatever. But then Mark Hamill comes up behind him, does some bad... uh, Improv comedy behind him. 
<laughs> I, Mark Hamill, I love you know, I love them as Luke Skywalker, and um, I think his acting skills have improved over time. Um, but he wasn't really that good on this. It was I a little thought, over the top. I thought that you could people because a lot of Star Wars fans found out that there was an episode. Even if they weren't Muppets fans, they found out there was an episode, and so they watched it. And a lot of people said, like, he also seemed to be having a good time. Like how we said yes. John Denver. Like, he he also genuinely seemed to be enjoying it. So yes, it he was, was having fun. Even if the act... I think he was over the top just because it's... Doesn't, it, doesn't somebody make a joke about him hamming it up or something like that? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. But, yeah, he did seem to be having a good time, even if his acting and comedy and wasn't really that good i guess mm. my favorite part is on <laughs> pigs in space oh yeah when uh link hogthrob comes in and <laughs> says to luke skywalker who's your tailor i love that outfit and then uh this is don't multiple people have said say that yeah to him. well i think darth Mark nader Hamill darth says, nader says it to him later yeah but then uh Mark link hogthrob is like hey uh well, if I you could just take down my measurements. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do that, and oh. I think they have Mark Hamill because at the end. Oh, they, at the end when they're to, when they're both on stage. He's Luke like, and yeah, Mark we'll Hamill. bring out Mark Hamill because he's the the cousin right. who does show business, and they bring him out. Um, and then he sees Luke, and he's like, "Hey, I love your outfit. Who's your tailor? Who's your tailor? I love." Yeah, and then Luke Skywalker rolls his eyes and walks off stage. Yeah. I think. and then they sing. Yeah, and then this was the odd part of the whole thing. Um, the show ends with the cast of Star Wars, and the, the cast, the of, cast the of the Muppets, singing "When You Wish Upon a Star" in front as, of a, the Disney as the Disney castle pops up. And it's interesting that that happened because now I'm going to take this back to another memory. Um, when I went to Disney World in 1992 with my friend Eric and his family, um, that was the first time riding Star Tours. And they had just opened the Muppet Vision 3D show at the yeah. MGM Studios. And I, he and I had several conversations then and over the years that, hey, the perfect theme park would be a theme park that has Disney and the Muppets and Star Wars. And now um, they sort of have that. <laughs> not, not maybe like 30 years too late. Like um, it's got the the Star Wars stuff that's there is all new Star Wars yeah. and doesn't have the classic Star Wars stuff necessarily that we Want wanted <laughs> back then and probably would like to see now. Yeah. Um, and the Muppets, I don't think Disney has any idea what to do with them. They still have the Muppet Vision 3D show there. But that was but they fun. haven't really done... That. It is really good. It's the last thing Jim Henson did with the Muppets. They better not change it. Which <laughs> is probably why it's still there. Um but I, it doesn't seem like Disney knows what to do. Everything they've tried to do with them has either been sort of successful, the, but mostly not. The first Muppet movie that they made was... Which, which we've talked about before with yes, Jason Siegel. With Jason Siegel, Amy Adams, and Walter, because I don't know who plays him. Um, I don't remember. It's like, it's good. It's a fun Muppet adventure. Right. But... You've said this before, and I watched it, not that recently, but it was a while ago I watched it, um, and I agree with this, that it's 
a better movie before the Muppets show up. Yeah. Like, once the Muppets show up, it kind of isn't as good of a movie anymore. Yeah, I actually have described it as brilliant. It's actually really, really, really good until the moment Kermit comes in and they start... um, Bringing all the Muppets in. Bringing the Muppets in and going out to look for all the Muppets. The one thing is, since the Muppets is, like, most of the character and the life with the the Muppets, it comes from the puppeteers. And so when you don't have the original puppeteers, then it's just sort of like someone doing an impression. Yes. And so then it's just kind of like, well. <laughs> yeah. But also, the I don't think that the actual... Because the, app, the movie actually becomes, at the end, they, they try to do a Muppet show, um, kind of a knockoff of the Muppet show to raise money to save yeah, their the theater. Telethon, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's just sort of a rehash of stuff. Yeah. They they, they I, don't they know what to do more. new. Yeah. I think they made two. Well, they other made ones, one more movie, and then a TV series that was sort of supposed to be like The Office. And that wasn't good. And that wasn't good. And then they made Muppets Now, which is um. Which nobody even I don't think I even, I watched like thirty seconds of it and then turned it off. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't think anyone watched. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I I just don't think we grew up with the Muppets as little kids, and then I shared them with you. Um, But I don't think not many people kids today even really care about the Muppets. Yeah, nobody. I don't know if people do the Muppets anymore. Like I'm not sure that people show it to their kids or anything. Yeah, it's not. It's not a. They're. I just. I think that's part of the problem is I don't think any of these Muppets are on Sesame Street anymore. No. People know who Kermit is and, like, Miss Piggy. But if you ask them, like, about the Muppet show... Because, like, kids in my class, they know who the Muppets are. And they right. know, like, Miss Piggy and Kermit and, like, maybe Gonzo and some of the other, like, high-profile characters. But they've yeah. never seen the Muppet show. No. They've only ever seen the Muppet movie. Yeah, The one that... The one that the new one. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, the last season of the Muppet Show was also the year that the Great Muppet Caper came out, nineteen eighty one. And I don't think I think the was Muppets the Great Take Muppet Man- Caper the last one. Or no, the Muppets Take Manhattan is the oh, last okay. one. I think that I came out that in nineteen eighty four. The Great Muppet Caper is of the three is my favorite. I like that one too. That's the one with the paper towels. So. Yes, with <laughs> Lou Zealand. Um, great idea. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, you need to watch it. But there's the character Lou Zealand. Um, they're trying to um, thwart a jewel heist, yeah. and his his idea is to have um, he's paper carrying towels. paper towels because he's. Like, maybe this will help us. And uh, isn't Kermit... What happens? They're looking down. They're, on, like, on top of a... They need to climb a wall or something. Yeah, they need to and climb like, down. We need, like, a... We need something to get us down there. And then, what does he say? He's like, great idea. Here's the paper great towels. idea. Here's the paper towels. <laughs> but then later on... Kermit's like, somebody give me the blowtorch. And then Rolf is like, blowtorch? Who said anything about a blowtorch? And then... New Zealand's like I have paper towels. Like he just he wants yeah. I think to that came. It. I think that came before the. Um, 
oops uh i was trying to look something up i think that came before the the thing with uh uh where he says great idea maybe i'm not sure which order it's in but. i don't know either i'm not sure either um we've watched a couple of other episodes i've watched some without you yeah you started it without me you shouldn't have but you sorry did. um <laughs> but i was looking for because apparently on disney plus there's 18 episodes that have a disclaimer in front of them 18 i didn't realize it was that many yes and so I found two of them. One was Joel Gray, mm-hmm. and the other one was a, the episode with Johnny Cash. So I thought I'll watch okay. these and and see what happens in here. That's um, that that was deserving of this um, trigger warning. Trigger warning or disclaimer. And yeah. here's the actual text of the disclaimer that shows up before these episodes. Okay. It says this program includes negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures these stereotypes were wrong then and are wrong now rather than remove this content we want to acknowledge its harmful impact learn from it and spark conversation to create a more inclusive future together disney is committed to creating stories with inspirational and aspirational themes that reflect the rich diversity of the human experience around the globe to learn more about how these stories have impacted society, visit Disney.com slash stories matter. Um, all right. So I, okay, fine. That's, yeah, I'm, that's I'm, Okay. Yeah. So I thought, all right, let's take a look and see what, what actually, what um, the harmful impact could po- possibly be. I don't necessarily think that Cause I'm the, like, Muppet this is the, show, Muppets. the Muppet show itself has had a negative impact, but I think they mean like depictions like this. In right, other, in and other a lot of media. people have said, "Oh, they canceled the mop. They're it's cancel culture. They cancel." Well, no, they've it's actually not, no. they're showing the actual episodes. Yeah, I think it's good My that they didn't is, just delete it. That right. they didn't delete it. That they were like, "Well, let's actually like which, let's talk about this and let's." Right, which Disney has done in the past with Fantasia, they've cropped a certain scene that shows. Um, uh, racist African American caricature. They cropped a shot to crop mm. that caricature out. Yeah, if it's just one shot. Um, like... And I understand that um, them doing that. Disney has always kind of done these things without acknowledging it. They do it, and people just sort of notice it, and then Disney never really says anything. They've removed. Um, there's the old cartoon of uh, Pecos Bill. Yeah. And he's smoking, and they removed the cigarette, all the cigarettes from any shots where he's smoking in the... Um, Why? Because it, they felt that it was encouraging young people to smoke oh, or something. Oh, okay. I don't know. They removed that. So they've done those things, but they would do it without saying anything. And then mm. like people would big Disney confused. fans would be yeah. watching, and they like, noticed these little tiny things that yeah. were gone. But here, I think they were... They released these with the disclaimer to sort of head off any criticism, yeah, and explaining themselves beforehand. So it's it's a it's a business, yeah. and they're trying I think to it was probably more avoid just to, to cover their butts. Yes, so that they didn't they're trying to, to avoid because here are the two okay. um, the Joel Gray episode. I watched. I had to watch it twice actually because I was like, I'm not sure what what it is that was deemed 
Um, Inappropriate. And I think this is a blanket statement. I think this is the same statement on all of them where it says um, uh, these stereotypes were wrong then, wrong now. Uh, we want to acknowledge its harmful impact. Yeah. So when I watched it again, there's the characters Wayne and Wanda, who yeah. Sam the Eagle is always like, here are the only yeah. <laughs> truly talented people performing on the show Wayne and Wanda yeah. and they would sing a song and it would like they sing like one one or two lines of a song and then something would go badly yeah. well in the Joel Grey episode they're singing a song called Indian Love Song mm. so Wanda is singing it to Wayne and then a Muppet comes in off the side like a... and he he doesn't have he's like he doesn't have a red face like an Indian it doesn't have any native american features and i think he's blue but he has a headband on with a feather in it and he yeah. says you rang like with a weird voice yeah so all he really has is the headband and the feather and he didn't do like a stereotypical no he wasn't like talking with the stereotypical native american you know voice. cartoon native american voice that you would have heard in the old days like oh what you yeah you you, you know you you yeah. you ring you yeah. ring me or any you know yeah, anything sort of horrible like, like from that. Peter Pan. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing even close to the. It was just like you rang like with a really weird voice. So yeah. I'm like, eh, I okay, I get it, but I'm like, eh, that's. I I was like, eh, yeah, I didn't I didn't understand that one. I know why they did it, but looking at it, I'm like, mm, it seems pretty harmless to me. That one, I don't think that one needed a disclaimer. Just because it wasn't really perpetuating any stereotypes. Like, if no. he had come out with, like, a tomahawk and started attacking them no, or something, then you could be like, okay, yeah, let's not do that. But Yeah, I, I know why they made it, but I'm like, eh, okay, yeah. that's... Well... And, there, and, I, and again, people... The, you have to also consider the intent of certain things. Um, in this case, I... And, I would say the intent, there was no intent there to offend anyone no, I think or to make just... fun of anyone. It was just, yeah. Yeah. So that one I was like, yeah. Well, there was one of the episodes, it was Madeline Kahn. Yes. And it. Yeah. I don't never... know if that one has a disclaimer in front of it or not. It didn't. And there's a, because there's a, a song that they do. I don't remember what the song was, but it starts off with like, in a lot, like, like the Asian architecture has, like, the screens with, like, like the, this is, you know, like, the specific, like, screens that they put yes. up in, like, the, you know what I'm trying to say. And, yes. <laughs> and they showed some of them, like, opening, so I was like, oh, no, is she going to be dressed like an Asian lady? Like, I thought, are they going to put, like, makeup on her? Um, but it was supposed to be, like, Arabian, I think. And yes. she wasn't, she wasn't wearing any makeup or anything. It was just, like, normal. It was Madeline Kahn. In, yeah, it was just, like, normal yeah. face makeup, and then, like, she had on some, like, Arabian-inspired clothes, and then there was some big Muppets with, like, turbans on. And I thought, like, well, I thought they were doing disclaimers, so I was thinking, why didn't they put one at the beginning of that one? Right. Because you would think that that one might be something that they would yeah considered if she had been in like i didn't find it offensive because she was just she was singing in a normal voice and wearing normal she didn't do yeah like you said she didn't do any sort of a caricature of face or anything yeah yeah Yeah, i i yes and the song wasn't it was just like how about we do an arabian theme like it was like yeah there's (laughs) another one with uh I'm not going to be able to think of the actress's name. I can see her in my 
she's on a boat dressed like Cleopatra. Oh, yeah. And they're singing the song, Row, 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 or whatever. And uh, she's not... She's just wearing a costume, but she's uh Yeah. Yeah. I don't they she's they, not they would like do things from different different cultures, cultures all the time, but it was probably yeah. just like as a way to be like, Oh, we could do this, like Yeah. Do that, you know. Today I watched the one with Johnny Cash and the premise behind the, this episode is Johnny Cash is coming to perform. It's gonna be a country and western themed show. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Kermit agrees to broadcast the show kind of like the Grand Ole Opry over uh, the radio. radio station KHOG or WHOG Hog. Um, and there's a guy who comes in, and I can't remember the name of the Muppet, but he starts to sort of take over the MC duties from Kermit. So there's a fight going the on between yeah. the two of them over who's supposed to be in charge of the show. Um, but the the show is set up, the stage is set up to look like a barn. Mm-hmm. So all the performances take place in this barn, and it's sort of like Louisiana Hayride or Grand Ole Opry-style yeah. stuff. And Johnny Cash sings, I think, two or three songs. And then there's the song The Martins and the Coys, which is about uh, a so- two Southern families having a feud. Um, but in the background on the wall, there's an American flag on one side mm-hmm. of the barn, and then the other side is a Confederate, Confederate flag. flag. Yeah. So, <clears throat> was that what I, the disclaimer was? Well, for? I'm not sure because as I'm watching it, I'm thinking there's some really heavy Southern white stereotypes in this because the the like hillbilly stuff, hillbilly stuff going yeah. on too. So I'm like, is the disclaimer for the hillbilly stuff? Probably not. <laughs> probably not. Uh, or is it just because there's a Confederate flag in the background? I'm, it's probably because of the Confederate flag. They could have digitally removed it or put like another American flag but over I, it. But <laughs> I give them credit for not doing that yeah. and not editing. I don't not editing it. But I, at the same time, I'm like, at that time, people are very sensitive about people the Confederate are, I flag don't, right yeah. now. So well, yeah. they probably just did that too. Yeah. Make I mean, sure I wouldn't. That... I wouldn't unfurl a Confederate flag and be like freedom of speech, <laughs> like some people it. are. Yeah. It's time for certain things to be put away and not. Yeah. Um, and certain there attitudes certain and things, certain symbols certain that need to be that represent other things. That right. Shouldn't be. But at the time in the early '80s, um, there was a different view for a lot of people of the Civil War. There was sort of the Lost the Abraham cars. Lincoln view of these the the people in the South were. They're our countrymen, even though they were in rebellion. We need to forgive them yeah. with malice toward none, with charity for all, that kind of thing. And, you know, Robert E. Lee and some of those people were deemed, you know, great Amer- great Americans <laughs> yeah. in many ways. I think Johnny Cash even, I think he even has a song called God Bless Robert E. Lee. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, but um, so I understand um, that they would put the disclaimer there for the american fl- or for the confederate flag yeah um but again i think being there was no intent there to at the time anyway no you know today if you got the confederate flag out and be like okay <laughs> but at the time i don't think and it was just not yeah. being aware of because i don't think jim henson was like 
Let's put a Confederate flag back there and show to the, offend people. To offend people at, at the time, I don't think there was an understanding of that there was really a, a contingent of citizens in this country that would see that and be upset upset by, by yeah. seeing that there. And I think it was just it was just an ignorance more than. Um, it wasn't an ignorance. It was, it was an, an, char- the old an, thing, charge it to my head, not to my heart kind of thing. Yeah. Charge this offense to my head, not my heart. It wasn't. Yeah. But, but I, and I, again, I'm not mad at Disney for, you know, like canceling. It's cancel culture. Come. It, you know, sorry, yeah. I'm doing like a Southern <laughs> <laughs> caricature right there. Um, but just, you know, <sighs> we can cut this part out. Um, no, but this is sort of like the, the, you know, it's not cancel culture coming after they, they've, they're showing the episodes in their entirety. They're not edited. They're just saying, look, there's some things in here that some people won't like. Yeah. Um, and we understand that, but to... we don't want to. I watch, like, old movies. I, well, I like old movies. I watch a lot of old movies, and, like, they'll say stuff about, like, there's a lot of color cringy stuff, or women, yeah. and I'll go, like, oh, but then also, like, I don't, like, hold it against those people necessarily because it's, like, that was how they thought, and, like. You're right. Again, it was a lot of ignorance about. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny when we make fun of these. There's a movie called The Lemon Drop Kid with Bob Hope and I think Marilyn Maxwell. And that's where the song Silver Bells comes from. Okay. So Bob Hope and I think it's Marilyn Maxwell's the actress are yeah. walking down the street singing Silver oh. Bells, Silver Bells. It's <laughs> Christmas time in the city. Yeah. This is Hear Them Ring. And then as he says that, he walks in front of two little Chinese boys and he hits them. Like He doesn't hit them on the head, but he like taps them on the head and says tingling like with a asian accent, asian yeah. accent. and that you know it's an, funny, it's an you know? it would have yeah. been considered funny and the little kids laugh ha 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 and now you look at it and you're like oh you cringe like why did yeah. they do that but i think again it was an ignorance and a um th- i'm not an saying un- there was that all instances that we look at now and go, that's racist, that there wasn't some sort of yeah, obviously. intent in some of them to be racist. But I, there were some, I think it was like, hey, th- that would be kind of funny. We're making fun of, the of you know, Asian names and white people are going to think it's funny. And Asian people and might be like, Asian uh... people were just kind of like, but then when you go back and read about like the Chinese Exclusion Act and things like then, that. Yeah. And you're like, you you can... you're just you it's tone deaf and again you're just like not thinking that maybe these things are upsetting to other yeah. to there people are certain and things... it's good that we as a society are becoming more aware of these things we can the the biggest thing is we people say, we used to be it. able to laugh at each other laugh at our and it's like we can still do that yeah, without being racist <laughs> if we can still do that without it being making f- we can still do it. Yes. We can still do it. Um, I think, um, like, because I was saying, like, you have to be like, be like, well, that was how it was back then about certain things. Obviously, not about like racism in general, but like, yeah. The certain well, things that you were, know, some people just happen. You know, look. You can't. Yeah, you can't excuse the racism, but there are certain like right. things. I mean, th- things in movies like we watched. Um, what was the name of that movie? Was it? Um, it happened one night. It happened one yeah, night. Yeah, there's a part where Clark, Clark Gable, Gable, Clark, Gla- Car- yeah. Clark Gable, Clark Gable, like uh, he spanks his female co-star. 
Claudette Colbert. Claudette Colbert. And I was like, but like also that was fine for men to do back then. And that doesn't excuse it, but you can't like get upset at the movie just because of that. Yeah. I mean, well, there's the one movie where Jimmy Cagney shoves a a grapefruit in the face of uh, (laughs) Marina Loy. I don't know if that's who but he's supposed to be a bad guy, so it's yeah, like... Yeah, you're not like... It's supposed to be like, uh, it's just a couple of husband and wife just kind of uh, laughing it up, and he smashed her with a grapefruit. He's supposed to be a bad guy, but there's... Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah different sensibilities, I guess. Um, but it's good that we're getting... We're getting better. We're getting yes. better. Um, and not everything is cancel culture. No. Um, there are some people that... Um, that I think don't know what the meaning of forgiveness is. Because <laughs> um, um, they'll ask someone, you know, they'll call someone out for something, and the person, in order to save their business or to save their face, will apologize. And then they'll say, well, we'll see. We'll see if you really meant that. Time will tell if you really meant that. <laughs> Instead of just being like, well, we, we'll forgive you and yeah. let's... You know, I they're... think that there's a difference between... Because I don't like it when canceling people. I'm not... Even though I... Like... There's certain things where I'm like, that was a long time ago, and yeah. you shouldn't just cancel somebody necessarily. I think it's okay if you're like, based on what I now know about this person's history and what they've done in the past, I don't feel comfortable like supporting them anymore or listening to their music or whatever. Yeah. That makes sense to me, but cancel canceling, it's just dumb to me because it doesn't do anything. I don't think you should try to destroy someone's life or their entire career over over certain mistakes that they've made. Um, yeah, unless it was like something horrible. Unless it, yeah, <laughs> unless it was like a murder. Yeah, <laughs> or people, like when the thing a with, sexual assault or something like that. Yeah, like when R. Um, Kelly was being accused of stuff, people were like, "Oh, it's just cancel culture." I'm like, "That's not cancel culture. He did something illegal." And so it's on, and I think it was on video. Yeah, too, so, so like, uh, yeah. that's not we're not canceling him. Yeah. He did something illegal, yeah. and we're holding yeah. him accountable. So there's differences between yes canceling absolutely. someone. And absolutely, there's a story um, this week. Um, Turner Classic Movies is doing. Ah, yes. um, I don't know if it's. I think it's all this week. We don't get Turner Classic Movies, but I saw this that they were doing a thing called Reframed. They were taking um, classic films that have objectionable or, as we like to say, problematic content, and I guess having dis- not maybe in a discussion or disclaimer beforehand talking about the problems with the movie. I'm trying to put them into context. Yeah, discussing uh, it. So that you can still watch the movie and um, I don't know if it's enjoy. I don't know if enjoying it is the correct (laughs) word. I I guess enjoying it, understanding where it's coming from and sort of getting a a microscope or a lens on the way things were at the time. But there was an interesting, uh, it was a story from behind the scenes of Gone with the Wind where... um, it, when they first began shooting, they had segregated the African-American actors and the Caucasian actors um, with separate bathrooms, separate eating areas with signs that said white and colored. And uh, one of the actors went to Clark Gable and said, did you know that this was happening? 
and he didn't he didn't know because it was early in the shoot. Yeah. And he went to the director and the producer and said, if you don't take those signs down, and um, let everyone intermingle intermingle together, you're gonna have to find a new rep butler. And so they, he he stood up for. Mm-hmm. The right yeah. thing to so do. Not everybody and was they took the signs down racist. and they have photographs of them all eating together and interacting. Yeah. Um, even though there is problematic lost cause yeah. uh, content in the story of Gone with the Wind, um, more so in the book, it's still in the movie, but there's it's a little bit more in depth in the book um, than in the movie. Yeah, the it's book, still there. It was like, oh my goodness. Yeah, <laughs> Margaret Mitchell is just flat out like. Um, like they were fine. Yeah, they, they didn't were, need to be freed. Yeah, and and the, it's like, yeah. hey, whoa, wait a minute. And then this, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they were happy until yeah. It, I don't remember the. With... There's there's large portions of the book where what my friend likes to call casual racism um, takes place, where it's just sort of like the Jefferson Davis was the one that sort of started this whole thing. Like, yeah, we they were better. Slaves were better off being slaves. We took care of them. They had a place to sleep and eat and all this stuff. And that's sort of the mentality in the novel and and Slightly with a little more subtlety in the movie itself. I but, think um, <clears throat> the thing is that movie, like, you could be like, we can't show this movie anymore because of the way that it portrays it. Right. But I think as long as you go into it with an understanding of what they're saying is wrong. Yes. That you can, because it's like, it's a classic movie. It's... One of like it has the, its merits. One of the great old It is movies. a great story. Um, it just has As some long as you go into it understanding and knowing yes. that it's wrong, I think yeah. it, it's fine because you're just... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't... I am not a fan of hiding things away and pretending like you can't it pretend didn't happen didn't or happen. thinking that if we just hide this stuff away, that will solve the problem and racism will just slowly die away if you um, like this like week if they was hide it they away, then like if you don't talk about it then right people aren't going to know about that stuff and it history repeats itself, and all you do so, is you know, it could come back enrage, but if you talk about it uh, yeah. then and then all you do is enrage people and then they um it, it doesn't bring people closer to an understanding of each other this week the dr seuss book thing happened where they decided they were no longer going to publish six mm-hmm. dr seuss books it's their right to not do that, but I don't consider that the, the right correct thing. way to handle situations like this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's better to confront them, bring the bring the. There's a the verse in the Bible about exposing the, the works of darkness or whatever. <laughs> if there's stuff that's bad, expose bring it. it to the talk light. about talk it. Talk about it. Um, without demon, it. without necessarily demonizing the person that. Or that that did it, or deifying the person on one side, or demonizing them on the other, but sort yeah. of like this person was complicated. They were and human. had flaws, and, just like everyone else. Yeah. Let's take a look at it. Let's talk about what the problem is. Let's talk about why people find this offensive. Yeah. And let's try to get somewhere with this, yeah. rather than just like we're going to hide this now. And eBay then refused to sell used copy. They they ended all the listings of people trying to sell the used copies of those books. And I read that the Chicago Public Library was taking them out of circulation. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is the problem. That's a problem to me that we're – I'm not saying that those books 
don't contain racist things or harmful depictions. Harmful depictions, um, but let's not hiding it or yeah. banning it is not the solution. Especially when you can buy books, <laughs> you can still buy books that have major um, hate speech and uh, complications, such as. Mein Kampf is available. I don't want them to take Mein Kampf down. In fact, the there's, I think the introduction to one of the editions of Mein Kampf, the person who wrote the introduction said, we ignored this wretched book in the 1930s. You know, we ignored the, Hitler's wretched book and didn't take him seriously. We, we viewed him yeah. as just a crazy man. It would be and weird. we shouldn't have done that. We shouldn't have ignored it. We should have looked at it and stopped this before before it all happened i think it's a good way to you can read that book and be like wow what a horrible person and how terrible that he would think things like this but if you're like mein kampf is my favorite book then it's like yeah (laughs) he really had some great ideas in there it's a really well written book no no yeah and my thing is listen if you if you silence the angry, hateful, racist people, you're not going to know who they are anymore. Yeah. They're going <laughs> to You want you want to know who they are. <laughs> let them expose themselves. Let them expose themselves. Yeah. Some people say things sometimes without thinking and I don't think they necessarily meant any, meant harm. any harm from it. They'll sometimes say things that are um, innocuous. Um, and it's taken the wrong way, yeah. but or let the raging, let the raging race it. Let, I, <laughs> let just, speak, this is please. where there's, that's one benefit to free, to a place with free speech is you, you can, you, you can find out, around. you can find out who the bad, who the people with bad intentions are when you let yeah. them express those bad intentions I think one of um, the, in a way. I'm not reasons. saying I want people saying terrible things, but people are going to say terrible things and I don't think hiding it is the best way to um yeah because the thing is deal with the situation there's a lot of things that people are like we shouldn't let this this is a very something. serious conversation yeah. we're having tonight now, it's normally scary. it's me complaining that <laughs> we're taking too long and uh, that i'm getting tired or no one's <laughs> gonna listen to this um so yeah yeah oh boy one of the arguments that people have about why you should get rid of books or movies and stuff that has like harmful depictions and things like that is because they're like well people might start to think that this is okay but if you hide it away then they're never going to know that it's not okay because right but if you put like a disclaimer or you open conversations about it then people can understand oh this isn't okay and they can learn about why it's bad there are some movies where violence and crime are depicted as um tragic and bad things the godfather Mm -hmm. films are intended to show um the downfall it's a tragic downfall of someone who was righteous at the beginning and by the end um all the bad decisions they made um come back to haunt them uh there are movies like that, and but I know people that are like, you shouldn't show movies like that because it glorifies violence. Because there are people who watch the Godfather films and they're like, they like the violent yeah. part of it, and they, but that's not the that's, intention. You have to consider the intent of the artist. Don't blame him if his intent was to show that this is a negative. If some people don't see it that way, 
Um, but then there are things that are intended. There's tons of movies that are intended to glorify yeah. violence, uh, glorify crime, and um, well, I've never. I don't, I don't know, know why I've never brought, seen brought that up. I've never I don't seen. Know, I, don't um, know what my, <laughs> I don't know what I was trying to say there, but <laughs> I think you were saying that that the intent of the work is not always what people take out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. The intent is is important. Is the most important thing. You can't just hide, you know hide everything away and um, I'm not saying you know I, I, there's I uh, I don't know what I'm saying anymore actually. <laughs> well, I'm saying, but. I was gonna say I've never seen the movie The Joker, the one with Joaquin Phoenix, um, but from what I've heard, it's sort of like it's not supposed to be glorifying him in any way or the violence or the bad things that he does it's not supposed to be like wow look at how cool he is but there are a lot of people who have watched it and then are like you know i really i really relate to his character a lot and people, people are, are like, weird no, 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 when no. it comes to villains <laughs> people are very weird when it comes to villains I've, some people are yeah like the thing with the suicide they love villains for some reason like you're not supposed to love the villains you're supposed now I think I've read about that movie, and I think the intent was to show it had something to do with mental health. Yeah, it was, but a um, lot of people. But I think didn't, didn't I think grasp the original. That. What I read about it was, it would nobody would have went to see it, so they had to drape a superhero thing over top of it, yeah. rather than it just being a movie about some mental, with mental health. health problems um, I that weren't supposed that to weren't be being like... addressed. Um, uh, they just said, well, let's make it a movie about a, the Joker or whatever. Yeah, I think it's I supposed to be it, like, like you should be it. careful how you treat people because they might, you don't know what the You don't know what people are dealing is. with yes. or the, the negative effects the negative effect of your negative your, treatment your, of people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. i never seen I it. I haven't so seen I it, so I can't really comment if that's what it's really about. Yeah. But, well, uh, with the Turner Classic Movies thing... You said that they were going to show Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Correct. I don't know when that is. We don't get Turner Classic movies. Also, we own that Seven Brides for Seven Brothers is one of those movies that I think we sit down once a year at least and watch. I love that movie. I like a lot of the the music. Um, It doesn't hold my attention all the way through normally. There's a lot. I like a lot of the dance numbers and stuff. But yes, yes. um, why don't you mention what the problematic issue is with Seven Brides for Seven Brothers? You, which we, by the way, we determined is actually just another version, just another version of um, people missing the Snow point. White and the Seven Dwarfs. Oh, I see. We're thinking of different. Right, We're but go ahead and, and talk about the if part. If you that, haven't seen Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, basically, don't. It's <laughs> it's a terrible movie. <laughs> basically, it's about seven brothers who live in the mountains. By themselves on a farm and one of the brothers the eldest one goes and he decides that he wants to get married so he goes into town and he and he marries one of the women from town and he brings her back and she is like you guys are animals and you're living in filth and so she cleans up the house and she um she teaches them how to behave like civilized people um, and then they go into town for like a big dance and they meet a bunch yes. of girls and they fall in love with the girls and they want to marry them. Um, but they get into a big fight with the guys from town. And so then they're like, they're never going to let us marry them now. 
So they decide to go and kidnap the girls and bring them back to marry them because they think that's the only way right. that they'll get to marry them. And a lot of people think, see that, and they think, this is a horrible movie. It's it's promoting, like, rape culture and right. kidnapping and things. And so they think, like, oh, we shouldn't watch it anymore. But to me, it's not promoting that stuff. Because? because... the the whole movie is the wife of the eldest brother being like, what's wrong with you? Like, when they come back with... Right. The they girls, do dumb stuff, but do she's dumb like, stuff you guys are idiots. Like, <laughs> you're idiots. When they bring back the girls, she kicks them all out, and she says, like... To the her husband, she's like, I can't bear to look at you. Like she's, it's not a promotion of that because it is clearly shown that they're being stupid. They're being stupid, and they did a bad thing, and that um, what it they was did was Adam Ponafi and his stupid story of the Sabine women or whatever yeah. that got them. It's like uh, that was not the the right approach there, bub. <laughs> Bucko. Bucko. <laughs> that was the wrong approach, pal. But. Yeah, a lot of people say, oh, this is problematic, it's promoting different things. But I don't think that it is because it's, if anything, it's saying these things are bad because Millie, the wife, the whole time, she's telling them, you know, what you did was wrong. And then there's a part at the end where Adam, finally, he understands what I did was wrong. Right. He, like, tells her, like, I know now that what I did was wrong, and she, like, smiles at him and gives him a look like, see, now you understand. And so it's more of, like, a a story about how to treat people, right. I think, instead of kidnapping women is good, you know? Like, that's not Just the because the main characters did something offensive or stupid, um, it doesn't automatically mean that it's the being promoted. promoted. It's sort of, the within the context of the film, it's very obvious that... yeah. Um, what they it was wrong. stupid, yeah. and they're gonna have to learn that it was stupid. Yeah, and then at the end, they all learn their lesson, and they get married and live happily ever right. after. Right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's got some great musical numbers. It's a really weird movie to be a musical, I think. Right. But it's also a really good movie. Did I mention that I got my second vaccination shot a week and a half ago? I don't think you did. I did. I got my second vaccination <laughs> shot. Um, so, yeah, I'm impervious to... <laughs> Any type of disease. You're all immortal. viruses You're immortal now. now. So I will be... Um, I will be uh, roaming, the, roaming the halls of every building in America <laughs> without a mask proclaiming my uh belief in science um <laughs> right <laughs> yeah even uh, um it's weird it's it's weird situation that we're, we're in a weird spot right now with this with the pandemic because numbers are down which could probably some of it can be attributed to the um vaccinations that are taking place but there are a lot of people that aren't vaccinated yet um, so I am not people vaccinated. are loosening things up in some areas. Um, some places that were, um, always kind of loosened up, haven't had the major problems that other places have had. It's just been a really weird thing. Like some States weren't as locked down as others and they, their numbers weren't as high as States where things have been virtually locked down for the, for like almost a year yeah. where they've had 
even where they've had problems. It's, it's hard to know what's going on. Um, so I, I, um, so I'm glad that I'm vaccinated. I'm glad more people are getting vaccinated. Your mom is on the list. She's supposed to be getting vaccinated soon. Your grandmother finally, both of your grandparents are finally, um, gotten at least their first shot. So things are progressing. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, um, we just got to remain cautious. Um, the point of the vaccinations is obviously to get everybody back to doing a normal way of life, I guess, as, as close as possible. Mm-hmm. For now. For now. And, um, get back to and um, but we don't know everything yet. And so, yeah, I mean, things are going a little bit better right now for the most part. People are still getting sick, unfortunately, and it will probably be around for the foreseeable future, um, but hopefully at a much um, lower rate of yes. infection and death. There's less, it's a l- lower fatality rate also, isn't Yes, it? I think so. That's good. Um, but you know what? We just got to try to do our best um, to do our look, best. Out for, look out <laughs> do for our everyone, best. consider other people's opinions and feelings um, without... Um, getting mad at each other without i saw a video today of a fight that broke out at a bed bath and beyond or something or no what's that what's that store in the mall with all the soap that smells so good (laughs) bath and body bath and body works some lady got into it with one of the cat one of the ladies that works there and took a swipe at her and so the the lady that worked there pulled her mask off and threw it, and then she pulled her mask off and threw it, and then they were tumbling on the ground. Maskless. And there were, like, five uh, f- f- uh, customers and female employees fighting on the ground while the manager tried to break it up. And um, I just thought, man, it's we calm down. Calm Everybody down. Yeah. calm down. Fortunately, things like that are not that common. Um, when they do happen, they're just... And there's always nine people standing around videoing these things yeah. when they happen instead of like, you know, Getting put the phone it. down hey, and break, help break stop, it up a little know. bit. I think at the beginning of the pandemic, there was a lot of more videos of people arguing and getting yeah. into it with employees yeah. about not wanting to wear a mask. But now the videos that I've seen, like the person will just be like, could you put a mask on for me? And then they like stall for a little bit and then eventually they yeah. put a mask the, on. My so, favorite one is the guy who's yelling at some guy, you have a, a doily from your grandma's coffee table on your face or whatever. And then his son picks him up and hauls him out of the store while he's screaming and hollering. And it's like, his son picks him up? Yeah, his son's like trying to t- calm him down. And finally he just lifts him off the ground and hauls him out of the, <laughs> the door of the grocery store while he's screaming and hollering. And I'm like, we'll, we'll get through this, everybody. Yeah. Let's just remain calm. Let's, Let's try and work together here. <laughs> together we stand. Divided we fall. Come on now, people. Let's all get on the ball and work together. Remember that song? No, I don't know what the uh, is it. It sounds a lot better than the way I sing it. But What song is it? It's called Let's Work Together. By whomst? Uh, I don't remember who does the original. All right. It's called Let's Work Together. Uh, Dwight Yoakam... Um, did a cover of it. Let me see. Let's. Uh, we have a device here. I have this uh, this device. Maybe you've seen one of these before. Probably not, but it allows you to ask um, information for answers to questions. Oh. You type in 
um, Canned Heat and John Lee Hooker. Um, right. Wilbert Harrison, Brian Ferry. So a lot of people have done it. The Kentucky Headhunters. <laughs> okay. Uh, a lot of people have done it. Yeah, it's it's one of those songs you do when you're like, hey, I want to show people that I'm about unity and working together. <laughs> so let's sing, let's sing, let's work together. But yeah, let's work together, people. We can do this. We can get through this whole thing. Right. Anything else? We talked about the Muppet Show a little bit. We talked about cancel culture. And old movies. Old movies. We talked about everybody just sort of uh, got a little serious. Normally we're cackling about weird stuff. This one we didn't really. <laughs> we didn't really cackle as much. We, 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 we made some jokes. Made a few there. jokes here and there. Yeah. Made a few jokes here and there. What did the uh, avocado say to the avocado pit? I don't know what. He <laughs> said, without you, I'm empty inside. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> uh, we were telling avocado jokes at school this week because uh, there's a kid who brings, he's so he's so lucky, he gets avocado in his, in his lunch every day. Nice. Um, I thought you were going like, to say, like, he's so annoying or something. No, he's not <laughs> annoying. Um, it was just every day he gets, like, a big pot of, uh, like, a big bowl full of rice and avocado and stuff. And so yummy. Like, so lucky. I mean, my, your mom makes amazing lunches, so I don't know what I'm complaining about, but he gets avocado every day. So then we started Start telling some avocado jokes. Then. Uh, one student said to me, this isn't funny at all, but what what's uh, red and bad for your teeth? A brick. A brick, yeah. Wah, wah. <laughs> he, he, likes to, he tells it a lot, tells a joke a lot. But oh, anyway. the, the Elvis joke? Tell the Elvis joke. The Elvis joke. The, the I got a, a message saying that I <laughs> I had won a contest, and um, you 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 can. I, I I got a message saying I'd won uh, an award or I'd won a contest, and so I could choose from getting some prize money or <laughs> tickets to an Elvis impersonator show, um, and it was a text message, so it said. Press one for the money and two for the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that is kind of funny. <laughs> I guess that is kind of funny. Yes, one um, of the teachers told that at the school, and nobody got it because they never they'd never to heard that blue song suede before. shoes before because they're normies. Well, I'm too busy listening to Cardi B and uh, um, whatever the pop whoever the whoever the popular performers are of this era. Yeah. So they, and plus, you don't really want to know about anything that happened before you were born. Yeah, a lot of people my age have some sort of strange vendetta against against but, things that are like old. Well, that happens with every generation, though. You get a group of people who are like, "Things were better back then." At the same time that you're getting a bunch of people like, "That's old. Nobody cares about that anymore." Yeah. So, and it happens everywhere. Like when I was a kid, like I really liked. And most of my friends liked stuff that was, quote, old. But there was also a group of people that were like, you know, anything that came out more than three months ago, we don't care about that anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, I've had people who were like, oh, that's like from 2015. That's so old. And I was like, that was like six You're years You're still listening ago. to that? That was, that was four years ago. But also a lot of people my age have a very strange understanding of, like, decades and what happened when I had... Like a friend who thought that disco was in the fifties or something. I was like, that's um, not no, right at all. No. She thought that um, Looney Tunes was part of early filmmaking. 
I was like, that was that was like the eighties. Well, no, Looney Tunes. Yeah, I but think early they started filmmaking in, was like the thirties. Well, well, Looney Tunes I think started in the late forties. Really, I thought it was more of like and the eighties. Um, no, by the eighties it was not as prevalent. Uh, that's another thing let's, people let's, know like you know the, i'm gonna use that device again here okay that, but that's another Looney thing is, tunes i'm gonna look it up and i'm gonna get you that information here real quick <laughs> is people know who like bugs bunny is but they don't know uh, they've never like, seen the looney tunes the first thing that comes up is new york times columnist raises a stink about peppy Le Pew. so i guess we're gonna be canceling peppy Le Pew now Oh yeah, because uh, 1930 was the first Pepe Looney Le Pew, Tunes. Is it? Is all of his cartoons? Did you hear what I said? What? Looney Tune. The first Looney Tunes was 1930. Oh, so it kind of was part of early filmmaking then. But it wasn't uh, in the color. first. <laughs> the first sound film would have been in the night. Just a few years before that. Yeah. So I guess so, she yeah. was right. Early but, but, sound. But the one is a talkie. But the thing that we were watching was like, um, from the 80s. So yeah. <laughs> I, uh, does Pepe Le Pew is the only thing that does the only thing he does is he he tr- like he's, tries to get that cat he thinks here's the, the thing he's French Fr- well that's a stereotype so he's romantic because the French are romantic people mm-hmm. right yeah and I guess you could call it a stereotype but I think there is some truth to that especially probably but I think it's the a French, very romantic the French idea. are more open about romance and sexuality right. than other people are so and the and the uh, if I the can't the uh, if I I think I read this article by this or I read somewhere someone saying that Pepe Le Pew normalizes rape culture um, that's the complaint i, I think. understand what they're and i saying. know what they're saying but i don't think i agree that that's what's going on no because the thing is is he th- i think the thing is the joke is that he thinks he's like some this wonderful lover but he's a skunk so he <laughs> smells bad so whenever he approaches if anything it's more it's more making fun of the men who think like he's oh, a skunk it's, sort, it's actually oh, a yeah. nice metaphor he's that a he's skunk. a skunk hello and then he's always like... But it's funny because he's an actual oh, skunk. She, she would rather commit suicide than, you know, deny her love for me or whatever. Just, he's he's an idiot. He's and that's what... Yeah. It's, he's a skunk. It's a metaphor. It's a metaphor for... Dummies. <laughs> <laughs> we just figured it out in two minutes of talking about it. This guy spent who knows how long writing a column about how terrible Pepe Le Pew is. <sighs> and it's funny. And it's funny. And it's he doesn't do anything. He's... It's all like harmless stuff, I think, too. He just like gives her flowers and like kisses her cheek. Well, he like too. he'll grab her and like mm-hmm, trying to kiss her while she's pushing away from him, but it's just because he smells bad and he's annoying. Yeah. It's like I think if anything, because when you watch it, you're not like, oh come on, what's she doing? She's being so mean to him. She's not. This is gonna give young men the wrong idea about how to approach women. I never, I watched a lot of Pepe Le Pew cartoons when I was younger, and I never thought, hey, I guess that's how you're supposed the to men approach who, women. The men who would watch a Pepe Le Pew cartoon and would be like, this is how I'm supposed to treat women. They already, already treat already women badly. Way, yeah. They already think that way. It's not Pepe Le Pew that's making right. them think that. Gee, yeah, maybe my dad was wrong about being nice to girls and holding the door for them and bringing them their favorite flowers and candy bars and stuff maybe, maybe I, I should do maybe i should do the way the cartoon skunk is doing it <laughs> <laughs> 
seems like it's pretty effective because the girl always runs away from him and never wants to be anywhere near him. Yeah. And it's always a cat. It's a female cat, and she'll brush up on some paint that paints her back white, so he thinks she's a skunk. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think, I look, sometimes they have the right idea on, you know, like, yeah, you probably should uh, have a conversation about that. And sometimes I think they're just like, Weighing, laying in the weeds waiting for something to be mad about or digging around like i found a tweet from 15 years ago where this guy called someone a idiot or something and he should be canceled now he says he's a nice guy but look at he's uh he called this kid and uh, i don't know it's just like i think people some people that's their whole life now is just trying to get angry at everybody yeah. Like, I mean, there's some things it. where people will be like, oh, this is problematic. And I'll be like, yeah, well, like, maybe, but. Yeah. I mean, you try to see things from um, the point of view of people and understand if they have a problem with it. But I think there's a lot of people who are assuming that people have a problem with yeah, something. Yeah, if somebody's uncomfortable with something, that's, like, totally yeah. fine. That's their own thing. You're allowed to be uncomfortable with stuff, but, like. Some people are uncomfortable on behalf of someone else without yes. really checking to see if those people are actually upset about it. Yes. For instance, there's a thing. Um, here's a, here's a little thing. There's a thing that, and I don't know if this hap- if pe- if someone still does this, but they used to someone used to make this thing called Mexican Word of the Day. Mm-hmm. Now I wouldn't ever download it and go to a Mexican person and say, "Hey, check this out. Don't you think this is funny?" Yeah. But I have friends who are Mexican, like three friends who are Mexican, who would show me those and say it was Mexican word of the day, and then they would laugh. Yeah. And so they were letting me know it's okay if we laugh about this together. But I wouldn't go to them and or to some random or to Mexican some random person with Mexican heritage and say, "Hey, bro, don't you think Mexican word of the day is funny?" And they might not think it's funny. So it's yeah. just like some people, yeah. You it, have to it be. Really, it depends on that person's experience. I wouldn't you ever to, come up with a Mexican word of the day joke. It wouldn't be appropriate for me to do that. But if there yeah. are Mexican people that want to make those types of jokes, then and and then share it with me and tell me this is okay if we laugh about this together. Yeah. Um, unless and then I. If, but then if they showed it to you and you're like, "This is unless this is I, offensive. Unless, you can't laugh about that." Then they'd be unless like, "Unless I but. would, I, I mean, you could say I don't find that funny. I mean, yeah. you don't have to laugh about yeah. it. <laughs> but that's just one of those one of those things. I, yeah. I used to work with several people who thought those things were funny and would share them with me, and and it's like, but but I as a white male can't just yeah. go because I have like, friends. Hey, that... bro, I got a Mexican word of the day <laughs> joke for you. I don't think that would fly. Yeah, I have friends that are black, and they'll say like racist things to each other, like joking around, probably about things that other people have said to them, right. like in a serious context. But that doesn't mean you join in. They say it around me, and I laugh because they're laughing. But if I said if I started making those jokes, right. then that it wouldn't would... be okay because yeah, because that wouldn't be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, the best thing to do is um, I have a whole uh, notebook full of quotes I found about not talking, about keeping your mouth shut, <laughs> <laughs> and about the value of um, silence not, of not speaking. Mm-hmm. And uh, I try to follow that as much as possible. Yeah. Um, as say, as we've gotten an hour and 15 minutes into a thing of us just <laughs> of us talking. just talking, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. What else? Anything else? I don't think. 
I got the started getting the vegetable garden ready today. Oh, it was nice out. Right. Stirred up there the soil a little bit, prepping it for. I don't know when we'll actually be able to plant anything, but yeah. it was just nice to be outdoors in the sun and looking forward to spring break in a couple of weeks and all yeah, that. Yeah, I can't uh, wait for that. <laughs> can't wait for that, man. What else? Anything? Mm, not that I can think of at the moment, no. No. Well, that's usually a good time to close it up. Yeah. Um, are you going to say it this time? I think it's my turn. Okay. Right. I enjoy our little talks. Okay.